Good morning and welcome to Yonville Community Church. Uh, so good to have you with us. Uh, my name is Dan Bidwell, Senior Pastor here. Uh, wonderful to have you joining us in this second week of January uh, as we begin our January Focus Series. Uh, these 21 days where we focus ourselves in on setting up our year uh, to have a good year with God, setting up our year for success, setting up our year uh, this year uh, to help us draw nearer to God in everything that we do. In the book of James, chapter 4, verse 8, it says, Come near to God, and He will come near to you. Uh, we have a God who is not far away, but a God who is near to us. And so as we come to church this week, we pray that uh, you feel near to God, you feel His presence, uh, not just today, uh, but throughout the week as you seek Him. In His Word, I'll be speaking more on that in just a minute from Hebrews chapter 10. Uh, so I uh, hope you're looking forward to that. Uh, at this beginning of the year, a uh, great time to uh, find out who you are. Uh, perhaps you're joining us for the first time or perhaps you're uh, joining us again after the holiday period. We would love to know that you've been worshipping with us today. Uh, so please fill out one of our Connect cards online. You can see the buttons there uh, on YouTube. There's a link and on our website it says Connect card. Let us know uh, who you are. Let us know what God is doing in your life. Uh, for all of our regular members, we would love to hear from you too. Uh, Let's start this year off with lots of communication. Uh, our next prayer meeting is on uh, Tuesday the 19th of January. I know we normally have it on the first Tuesday of the year. Uh, I was on leave, uh, so we're going to put it on the 19th. Uh, it'll fit beautifully in the middle of our Draw Near series. Uh, so we hope to see you there. Uh, again, details on the e-news for that. Uh, and then our Bible studies are going to start back again in February uh, when we move to our next uh, Bible teaching series uh, from the book of Matthew. Uh, as we look into this year to come, we are thankful to those of you who are financial partners with us. Thank you for your generosity uh, as you support the gospel ministry, as we uh, share uh, the gospel of Jesus Christ and salvation in his name uh, throughout the Napa Valley and beyond. Uh, at the moment, we're doing that online and uh, we're reaching uh, more and more people than we ever have before. Uh, so we praise God for that. And we thank you for your continued financial commitment. Uh, you can use the uh, Give tabs on our website. Uh, we'd love uh, for you to uh, partner with us that way. Uh, but for now, why don't we sit back, uh, take a moment, prepare our hearts to hear from God's Word in Hebrews chapter 10. morning my name is Joe. our bible reading this morning is from hebrews chapter 10 verses 19 to 25 therefore brothers and sisters since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of jesus by a new and living way opened up for us through the curtain that is his body and since we have a great high priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. 
and let us consider how, to, how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. Well, it's the start of a new year. Uh, I wonder if you made any New Year's resolutions. Uh, according to one website that I looked at, uh, these are the top 10 New Year's resolutions that Americans make. Uh, exercise more, lose weight, get organized, uh, learn a new skill or a hobby, uh, live life to the fullest, save more money or spend less money, uh, quit smoking, and spend more time with family and friends. Were any of those on your list? Um, I ticked at least two or three. I'm pretty sure we have the same uh, resolutions as Australians as you do here too. Uh, perhaps you made different resolutions though. Uh, apparently, according to statistics, something like 75% of us make New Year's resolutions. Um, the older we are, the more likely we are to uh, focus on health-oriented goals, uh, while the youngest demographic, they're more focused on self-improvement. And we're optimistic when it comes to keeping our resolutions. 75% uh, of us believe that we will keep them up all through the year, uh, but the reality is that by mid-February, something like 80% of us have actually given up our resolve and we've let our resolutions slip. Uh, so I wonder how you're going with your New, year, New Year's resolutions. Uh, more specifically, I wonder how you're going with your New Year's resolutions as they relate to God. Uh, I picked a list of the top 10 American New Year's resolutions, uh, but none of them was about growing closer to God this year. I wonder if gro growing closer to God is one of your goals for 2021. Uh, it's one of mine, and I'm hoping over the next three weeks that growing closer to God becomes one of your goals for this year, uh, to grow in your relationship with God, uh, to know Jesus more and more, and to find your peace and your purpose in Him. So our January Focus series is called Draw Near. Uh, the idea of drawing near to God comes from the passage that we just read from Hebrews 10, 19 to 25. Uh, that'll be our key text for the next couple of weeks. Uh, and each week we'll hear uh, another exhortation to draw near to God together as a church, uh, not just as individuals, but together as we encourage one another to stay on track with God in 2021. So why don't we pray that God would motivate us uh, now as we hear him speak from the Bible. Uh, loving Heavenly Father, you created us for relationship with you, uh, but we find ourselves in so many ways distracted. Uh, we find it so easy to wander away from your presence. Father, speak to us today and call us back to yourself. Remind us of what is most important and teach us how to seek first your kingdom every day. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So as I thought about the best way to begin our year as a church, I couldn't find a better passage than Hebrews 10, 19 to 25. It's a passage with a simple but powerful message. Draw near to God. That is, come to God, find God, know God, enjoy God, be close to God, live your life in the presence of God. Experience the fullness of God and intimacy with Him. If we had one New Year's resolution as a church for 2021, uh, this would be it for me, that together we would draw near to God this year. So how exactly do we draw near to God? Well, our passage today describes two ways of drawing near to God. One that is dry 
and repetitive and doesn't satisfy. And a second way that leads to deep intimacy with God, the kind of deep intimacy that we talked about a moment ago. So let's begin with the dry experience of God. The author of this letter, and by the way, we don't know who wrote Hebrews, so we just call him the writer to the Hebrews. The author of this letter, he was writing to Hebrew people, that is to Jews who'd grown up as part of God's Old Testament people. And as part of God's Old Testament people, the Hebrews had grown up with a certain way of drawing near to the Lord. It made sense to them back then. But the writer wants them to understand how that has all changed in Jesus. You see, ever since Adam and Eve disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden, the story of the Bible has been the story of God drawing a people back to himself, a drawing of people and gathering of people who belong to him and making them his chosen people and his treasured possession. And that started with Abraham and then Moses and then God grew his people into the kingdom of Israel. And God was with his people all of the way, even as their faith in him wavered and as they wandered into all kinds of sins. And so God instituted ways to keep bringing his people back to him, literally bringing them back to him by having them come physically to the temple physically coming to a building that was a reminder of who God is. And he had his people perform a physical ritual to remind themselves of the ways that they disobeyed God and the, the cost of that and what it would take to restore the relationship. Of course, I'm talking about the temple and the sacrificial system. And that system was good, just like coming to church every Sunday is good. But the sacrificial system itself didn't fix the problem between are humans and God. Listen to the way that the writer to the Hebrews describes it in verse uh, chapter 10, verse 11. Day after day, every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. The Old Testament sacrificial system was a kind of a cycle of sin and sacrifice and forgiveness. The people sinned and so in their guilt they brought a sacrifice to the temple. And the animal would be killed symbolically as a, a sign of the punishment um, that people should have received. Uh, but instead they received God's forgiveness because the punishment has been laid on the animal. And this sacrificial system, as good as it was, it was also a daily reminder that we can never be good enough for God. It's a daily reminder that if we try to earn our way into God's presence, it would be a never-ending cycle of, of trying and failing, a cycle of guilt and shame and uncertainty about whether we'd ever done enough. Now, I don't know about your church history, but there are many people who come to church each week and they live under that old system. For them, coming to church is like going to the temple. It's a religious duty that has to be performed, otherwise God won't accept you. And tithing is a religious duty to be performed, otherwise God won't accept you. And baptism and communion, they're religious duties to be performed, otherwise God won't accept you. Is that the way that you come to church every week? Because I know there are some of us who think of it that way. We need to earn our salvation by turning up religiously. But is that the heart of the Christian message? Well, mercifully, it isn't. And I think that's what the writer to the Hebrews wanted his audience to understand. See, if that repetitive coming to God, if that repetitive cycle of sin and shame and guilt and 
If that's the basis on which you come to God, then you're missing out on something that is way more satisfying. Because the Old Testament sacrificial system, it, it still kept God at a distance. See, there was still a curtain separating God and his people. A curtain into the Holy of Holies, the, the sanctuary or the most holy place in the temple where God's presence was. And nobody was allowed to enter there, only the high priest, and he was only allowed to enter the most holy place once a year. God was distanced from his people. And after 2020, we all know about being distanced from one another. Uh, it's difficult. Uh, it's hard to maintain relationships, let alone grow new ones, when you are distanced from other people. And the Old Testament sacrificial system, it kept God's people distanced from him. And perhaps you're starting 2021 feeling distanced from God. Um, we haven't been able to eat, uh, meet in our church building uh, together since March last year. And, and we're probably still a few months away from being together in our new building, assuming that public health restrictions make it possible when the building is finished. I could understand if you're feeling distanced from God. This has been a time like none of us has ever known before. But perhaps it's also a wake-up call. See, for God's Old Testament people, they grew up with the idea that God could only be approached in the sanctuary. That the only place to find God or the only place to meet with God was in the temple, inside the Holy of Holies and behind the curtain. And perhaps we've grown up with the, the idea that the only place to find God is inside the four walls of the church on Sunday mornings between 10 and 11 a.m. But relating to God like that is only a shadow of what our relationship can be like when we let Jesus in. Listen to what the writer to the Hebrews says about the new way of approaching God through Jesus, starting at verse 19. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain, that is his body, God reminds us in these verses that the most holy place is no longer closed to us. The curtain has been torn in two. Do you remember that part of the crucifixion story of Jesus where right at the moment of his death, the curtain in the temple tore in two and it symbolically showed us that anyone can enter into God's presence now because of Jesus' sacrifice for us. This is the one true sacrifice that deals with our sin and our guilt and our punishment so that we don't have to keep repeating sacrifices, but instead we can come and stand in God's presence guiltless. Jesus' blood is poured out so that we can approach God with confidence, not with foreboding. We can approach God unashamed rather than weighed down by our sin. By faith in Jesus, the doorway into God's presence is forever open to us. And so the question is, have you entered into God's presence by this new and living way? Not, not the old way of priests and sacrifices and rituals, but the new way through faith in Jesus. That's what the writer of this letter wants us to do. He wants us to draw near to God with confidence, the kind of confidence that only Jesus can bring to us. Verse 22, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. As we think about New Year's resolutions, I always think about motivation. 
Uh, what is it that motivates us to seek healthier patterns of eating uh, or spending or exercising? Uh, what motivates us to seek healthier patterns of relating with our families? Well, it's almost always about what is most important to us, what we think will bring us the most blessing in our life. And in our passage today, we're reminded about what will bring true blessing into our lives. And that blessing comes through the intimacy that we can have with God when we draw near to him. See, if we felt like God was distant or God was angry or God was unhappy with us or that he was hard to deal with, then I can understand why we wouldn't seek relationship with him. But what we've just been reminded is that God is not distant. He is near and God desires our company. He, he wants our presence. There's nothing that we could ever do that would change his love for us. And Jesus proved that when he died for us, uh, when the righteous one died for the unrighteous to bring us to God, 1 Peter 3.18. So if we want the blessing that comes from God, all we have to do is come to him. And we have to draw near to him. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, said Jesus. And all of these things will be given to you as well. So in 2021, will you draw near to God with me? Or will you make it your resolution and your commitment to draw near to God, not, not just on Sundays and not just when the church building reopens, but to draw near to God with a sincere heart every day this year? When John Piper was speaking on this passage, he said, don't settle for life at a distance from God. This passage is an invitation to come and know God personally. Where we feel inadequate, it's a reminder of the adequacy of Jesus' sacrifice on our behalf. Where we feel guilty, it's a reminder that Jesus bore our guilt to the cross so that we can have our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, Hebrews 10 verse 22. Where we feel unclean before God, it's a reminder that Jesus has washed away every stain, verse 22. Like the song says, Jesus paid it all, all to him I owe. Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. There is nothing stopping us from coming to God. And there is everything inviting us to draw near to him. Uh, so how do we draw near to God in practical terms? Well, it's all about developing a relationship with God through Jesus. And not, a relationship, uh, like, not like a relationship with a bank where you go to make a withdrawal but a relationship with someone you love, or someone who's your friend, someone who you share your life with, someone who you go to for counsel. A Puritan preacher, John Owen, said, friendship is most maintained and kept up by visits, and these the more and less, are the more free and less occasioned by urgent business. And we grow our relationship with God through frequent visits, just like any friend, and not just when we need something from him, but as a constant companion in all the hills and valleys of life. And we keep God in our, conscience, uh, in our consciousness by coming to him regularly. Uh, and that might be by coming to church every week. Don't give up meeting. Uh, we want to keep doing that. But we all know it's hard to have a deep relationship with people when you just see them once a week at church, a couple of minutes before, a couple of minutes afterwards. Or they might become good acquaintances, but the relationship rarely goes deeper unless we invest in the relationship at other times. And so if we want to invest in our relationship with God at other times, that means making extra time for him throughout the week. Uh, for most Christians, that means 
spending time with God in the Bible uh, and in prayer. Now, I don't know where you're up to in your journey with God, but if you've never tried reading the Bible outside of church, this is a great opportunity to get started. Uh, some of you have tried, but you've never made a good habit of it. It's always fizzled out. Again, this is a great opportunity to get started another time, to get going again. Some of you have a regular pattern of reading God's Word and praying, and, and that's wonderful. And this is a great opportunity for you to keep going, uh, but also to encourage others in it. Because there's no real secret to growing in your relationship with God other than spending time with Him. Uh, I heard about somebody who loved books, and when they went on vacation, uh, they loved to bring their old friends with them. And by old friends, they meant the characters in the books who they'd come to know and love as they read the stories over and over again. Well, we get to know God and Jesus in the scriptures the same way. As we read the stories again and again, as we hear God speak through his word again and again, as we learn how other people have sought God over the centuries, how they've dealt with all of the problems that are common to us. And the more that we read the Bible, the more we start to see the story of Jesus woven into every page so that he becomes the center and the focus of God's story to bring salvation to us from the Old Testament to the New. See, the Bible brings faith alive as we interact with God through his words that is caused to be written and to be preserved for us. So how are you making God's word a part of your daily journey or a regular part of your week anyway? Well, for me, the key is consistency. My own daily Bible reading journey began about 15 years ago uh, when a friend suggested to our Bible study group that we all take the 60-day challenge, he called it. Uh, that is, we would each commit to reading a part of the Bible every day for 60 days to write something uh, in a journal about what we'd read. And for me, now that was actually the thing that changed my Bible reading from being pretty haphazard to reading almost every day for the last 15 years, with very few exceptions. Would I have signed up for a 15-year Bible challenge? No way. Uh, but 65, uh, 60 days? Well, that turned into 365 days, and, and then one year became two years and so on. And it turns out 60 days can make a life-changing difference. What about you? Uh, perhaps 60 days sounds like too much. Why not try the next 21 days? Um, that's how long our Draw Near series lasts, uh, 21 days starting tomorrow. Perhaps this is your chance to begin something that will change your faith forever. Now, our goals are good for setting direction, but systems are best for making progress, says James Clear, uh, author of number one New York Times bestseller, Atomic Habits. Uh, you need a system to keep on track. There's no one way to read the Bible. Uh, what's important is that you read it. Uh, whether you read a few verses every day and take time to think over them and pray over them, uh, or whether you read a chapter every day, it just doesn't matter. I remember that reading the Bible is not a religious work. It's not a ticker box activity that wins you brownie points. You're reading to draw near to God, um, to know him more and more. Uh, but back to the system, I've always found the most success when I plan when and how I'm going to read the Bible. Uh, for me, the when is always first thing in the morning. I uh, usually right after I switch on the coffee machine uh, to warm up. And the how, well, ever since uh, that first 60-day challenge, I've always used some kind of reading plan to stay organised. 
uh, could be a set of devotional notes like daily bread um, or a printed sheet that lives in my Bible and it's got the, the readings for Bible in a year. Uh, the first year that I ever read the whole Bible in a year, uh, it was by ticking off readings on a sheet of paper day by day as I completed them. It was really satisfying actually uh, and quite an achievement. And more recently I've been using a Bible app on my phone called YouVersion. Um, there's a few Bible apps, I like this one. Uh, it's got a huge number of reading plans. Uh, there's both devotionals and then there's plans that take you through books of the Bible. And they have plans that start with as little as four days of reading. Just commit to four days. And they're plans that are 10 days and a month and goes all the way up to year-long plans. Um, so this year I'm using that app again uh, to do a Bible year and a plan, a Bible in a year plan. That's uh, one I've never done before. Uh, has notes from Nikki Gumbel, who's the author of the Alpha course. I'm really enjoying it. Um, uh, again, I, I love it because the app helps you keep on track. It ticks off your daily reading uh, day by day as you do it, sends you reminders if you've forgotten, and uh, it also tells you how many days in a row that you've read. I kind of like that function too. You can also join in a reading plan with others. Uh, and I like that. I've, I've, a friend from back in Australia who I see regularly, I see that he keeps reading. There's all sorts of things going on in his life, but he faithfully reads God's Word every day. So again, there are lots of systems for reading the Bible. You just have to pick one uh, and give it a go. Give it a good try. If you don't like it, well, no judgments. Just try something else. Uh, or try a different time of the day or a different Bible version. Uh, you don't have to pick one system for the rest of your life, but give it a, a good go. Because again, the goal is not legalism. The goal is drawing near to God and growing in your relationship with Him. Uh, I'll be sending out a couple of different plans in the e-news this week and in just a minute I'll review a book for you. Uh, so make sure you're signed up to receive those resources uh, and I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know what you're planning to do this year to help you grow with God. But for now, as we start our 21 days of focus, will you join with me in committing to draw near to God in 2021? Let's pray that God will help us honour that commitment. Our Father, we thank you that you speak to us. We thank you that you've given us this wonderful resource, the Bible, with your words in it. Father, thank you that through the pages we can hear you speak. In those pages we meet the Lord Jesus and we learn about your plan of salvation for us. Father, we thank you that by your Holy Spirit you bring those words to life for us as we spend time with you, as we drink in your word, as we meditate on them, as we chew over them. Father, thank you for the feast that is there in the Bible. We pray that we would come to you hungry every day, uh, to know you and to, to meet with you and to hear from you and to, to come to you with all of our worries. So, Father, we pray that this year you would help us as a church to draw near to you, to have this uh, 2021 be the year that we come to you, that we find you, and that we find our peace and our purpose in you as we come to you each day through your word. We pray all of this for the honour and glory of your Son, who is at the very centre of those words center of your salvation the lord jesus christ pray in his name amen well after the year that 2020 was i suspect that all of us were looking forward to 2021 with great expectations and even though the vaccine is now starting to be distributed, we find ourselves in the middle of a surge of COVID cases, and we're under stay-at-home orders again, 
and we're all wondering when things will return to normal. This week we also saw distressing images at Capitol Hill, which many have found deeply unsettling. And so Joe and I decided to sit together this week uh, and to pray over this new year, uh, to pray over our church and to pray over you as well. So will you join us in prayer? God teaches us in Ephesians 1 that when he raised Jesus from the dead, he placed him far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that's invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything. Heavenly Father, as we look ahead with uncertainty about what this year will bring, we praise you that we can have absolute certainty through Jesus to know that you've placed all things under his feet, that he is sovereign over all things, and that nothing happens without your knowledge. We pray that you would give us deep trust in you, whatever storms rage around us. And we pray for an end to the pandemic, for the swift distribution of the vaccine, and for its effectiveness. And we thank you for researchers, for doctors, for nurses, and all who work on front lines. Please keep them safe and minimise the loss of human life. And we mourn with all who've lost loved ones and pray that we would continue to feel empathy as this tiring health crisis continues. But Father, we pray for our nation, for your sovereign hand over the government, over the president and over all who govern. Give them wisdom, integrity and servant-heartedness. Help us to live as upright citizens of this nation, but remembering that our eternal citizenship is in heaven. We bring these prayers to you through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Father, we give you thanks and praise for the start of the new year. We pray that as we reflect on the year that has passed, we can see how you have answered our prayers, journeyed with us through hard and difficult times, and have kept our feet on a straight path with our hearts and eyes on you. As a church, Lord, help us to mourn with those who mourn and to rejoice with those who rejoice. Please comfort those who are mourning, be a strength to those who are lonely and suffering and continue to be our rock and our refuge, both now and forevermore. But as for us, it is good to be near God. We have made the sovereign Lord our refuge. We pray all of these things in the precious and mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. hope you've been encouraged this morning at Yonville Community Church. Hope you've been inspired to commit this year to the Lord uh, and with him. I thought I'd just show you a couple of the resources that uh, I had on my shelves. Um, first is this uh, book, For the Love of God by uh, Don Carson, a wonderful uh, two-book collection. Uh, but he has uh, a, a reading each day. In fact, he follows the Meshane um, reading pattern where you read a little bit of Old Testament, a little bit of New Testament and the Psalms uh, every day. It means you read the whole Bible in the year. has a little bit of commentary every page. Uh, very approachable. Uh, for those of you who are 
uh, like the minimalist approach. Uh, you can see here this is uh, one of those paper reading plans that I talked about in the sermon. Um, for me, I think I'd need a microscope to read these. Uh, I'm going to send you out this uh, during the week in the e-news, so make sure you've signed up to e-news. And you can have a look. There's all kinds of different plans. There's five days a week. There's seven days a week. There's um, all kinds. You'll, you'll see them uh, as I send them. But like I said in the sermon, the best way to do it is just to get started, just to try something. So we pray this week you'll get your head into God's word, uh, that you'll uh, drink deeply from the waters that are found there in the Bible. And we pray that this week you'll draw near to God. Uh, until we see you next week, uh, until we see you again, uh, goodbye and God bless. Thank you.